the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Uh, this hour is yours. Open line Friday, 602 Love to hear from you on anything. Your thoughts on impeachment or anything else or any thoughts you want from me on anything else. Last hour, I went through what I think were the um, most trenchant, most biting, best delivered defenses of Donald Trump by his defense team given the indictment and case that the House managers made against him, having to do with his invocation of fighting, having to do with questioning of elections, and showing who really is the party or person of law and order and who really is the party or people of um, lawlessness and disorder. And I thought they did a masterful job. There was one other crucial element here that I thought was well done, and this was done by Bruce Castor, which is showing the timeline of what took place on January 6th. And I thought I'd air a little bit of that for you, too. Again, I don't expect any of this to change a single Democratic senator's mind. I really don't, because they, they are engaged in invincible ignorance. They are impervious to fact at this point. They are blinded by ideology. And... You know, it'll be interesting to see if there will be a little bit of uh, of a divide between some of the Democratic senators and Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi twice now has delivered a failed set of impeachment articles against the president that makes the Democratic senators, frankly, it puts them in somewhat of a defensive position because the case is so damned weak. And yet they have to deal with it and they have to toe the party line, and they cannot show division between themselves publicly. But one wonders just what kind of grip on reality Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats have in trying to rush this nonsense through, and it is nonsense. So I don't think what the, Demo- what the Republican um, defense team of Donald Trump did today is going to change Democratic minds when it comes to the vote. What it will do is give, um, give the Republicans who vote against the impeachment conviction Give them a safe harbor. They can rely on the case that Trump's defense team, which I thought was very good today, did. Go through the timeline, Bill, with me, if you don't mind. At 11.15 a.m., police security camera video show crowds forming at First Street near the Capitol reflecting pool. This is a full 45 minutes before President Trump even took the stage on January 6th. Let me repeat that. Violent criminals were assembling at the Capitol over a mile away, almost an hour before the president uttered a single word on the ellipse. You did not hear that fact during the hours and hours of the House manager's presentation, did you? When the president spoke, what did he call for? He called for rally attendees to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard for them to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue to cheer on members of Congress. 
President Trump went on for more than an hour, ending at 1.11. Now, why is this important? Because of all of the events that I am about to describe, they all occurred before, before President Trump's remarks concluded. At 12.49 p.m., the first barriers at the U.S. Capitol grounds were pushed over and the crowd entered the restricted area. At 11.05 p.m., Acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller received open source reports of demonstrator movements at, to the U.S. Capitol. At 1.09 p.m., U.S. Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sun called the House and Senate Sergeants at Arms, telling them he wanted an emergency declared and he wanted the National Guard called. The point? Given the timeline of events, the criminals at the Capitol weren't there at the ellipse to even hear the president's words. They were more than a mile away engaged in their pre-planned assault on this very building. It begs another interesting question, by the way, <clears throat> because some of the House impeachment managers have said Donald Trump's speech created a foreseeable, a foreseeable violent event. That is to say, by any reasonable standard, one could see that his words were going to encourage violence, that it was foreseeable. That is not the law of incitement, by the way. That is the law of civil tort liability. What's civil tort liability? It's when I sue someone like Bill. If, if Bill injures me through negligence, it's the law of negligence. If, Bill sue, if I sue Bill for negligence, it's because his actions, his, his, his bad actions, his actions that hurt me or damaged me were foreseeable consequences of what he did. That's the law of negligence. It's not the law of incitement. The law of incitement is about words that create imminent lawless action. And as Bruce Castor was showing there, the lawless action took place and was planned before Donald Trump even spoke. So the Democrats tried to play this sleight of hand, this ledger domain, by saying, well, but his words could foreseeably have caused the violence. Could. Anything can. Anything could. But here's a question that I think is begged here. If his words foreseeably were going to cause a violent reaction, if his presence at this rally, if him speaking at this rally was foreseeably going to cause violent action, if Rudy Giuliani speaking at this rally, if his words were foreseeably going to cause a violent reaction, if all of this was foreseeable, why weren't there more Capitol Police? Why weren't there a National Guard until after the fact? How do you blame Donald Trump for foreseeable consequences of his speech and his presence there and the rally when you don't ask why the law enforcement didn't see it coming either because it wasn't foreseeable that's why do you think the capitol police wanted to see the capitol stormed of course not 
Do you think the Capitol Police, the D.C. Police, wanted to see pipe bombs planted at the RNC and the DNC or outside the RNC and DNC headquarters? Of course not. Has anyone asked why pipe bombs were at the RNC headquarters if this was done by Trump's encouragement when he has his own people at the RNC? Of course not. There's not a scintilla of an argument the Democrats are making here that makes sense. And if this were a court of law, and it isn't, it's not. We, we, we openly acknowledge that impeachment trials are not court of law trials. But if it were, and I say if because the Democrats are using legal language, the law of incitement, if it were, this case would have been tossed out the day after it was filed. It would have been tossed out the day after it was filed for want of stating a claim for want of having enough evidence to prove the indictment. It would have never seen the light of day. It never would have gone to trial. Never, ever. Not a chance. You have federal and Supreme Court law on incitement dismissing the case, dismissing the charge of incitement over language far stronger than Donald Trump's. Far, far stronger than Donald Trump's. And, and, thanks to the work of the defense attorneys in the audio I played in the last hour, you have Democrats saying things far more violent and far more comminatory and threatening than Donald Trump. Motions of disqualification should have been filed weeks ago, weeks ago, because of the doctrine of what we call dirty hands. They are more guilty of what they are indicting Donald Trump with than Donald Trump is of jaywalking. Of jaywalking. Are you going to tell me politicians can't use the word fight anymore? Are you going to tell me politicians can't question the outcome of an election anymore? Are you going to tell me politicians can't hold rallies anymore? Yes, that's what the Democrats are telling us. Only they can question election results. Only they can use the word fight. Only they can question the integrity of an election when they lose. It's pathetic, but it's more than pathetic because they are tinkering with the Constitution. It's called abuse of power in any other phrase. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. We'll be right back. It's not a good day for the Democrats. Calls for Andrew Cuomo to resign over new revelations about his administration hiding the data on nursing home deaths in New York. People of California getting the appropriate number of signatures to recall Gavin Newsom. The deputy press secretary to Joe Biden suspended for a week for threatening a reporter war against the media, you know. He should have been fired permanently. And, of course, I think what the defense attorneys said today on behalf of President Trump was monumentally impressive and good. It's not counsel I would normally give, but sometimes... Sometimes, sometimes good advice is 
Don't just do something. Stand there. Lance is in Phoenix. Hi, Lance. Hi. How you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. I I have a a weird thought that you know we we because we've been going through this road of Democrats and Republicans, you know, always seen seeming to grow farther and farther apart. And wouldn't it make sense that we could say something good that the other side does to kind of bring them to the table? Because all we do is talk about all the bad things that happen on the other side, but that's exactly what's happening from the Democrats to the Republicans as well. What position of the Democrats today do you see as something positive that we should embrace? I think that their policies may be off, but the fact that they do try to bring families together or they try to bring climate is something that's an issue. They may be doing it wrong, but the fact that they want to introduce more vehicles or something of those types of regards that if they want to do something that's positive, then maybe we, we engage a conversation about it with them to at least be at the table. And I do understand that it's not that everybody is, I don't agree with their policies, but we're never going to be at the table if only we disagree. Now, the importance of being at the table to you is what? The idea that being at the table can maybe sway the ideas closer to the middle, not so much being this, okay, well, we don't like this person, so now we just have to force them out. Because we're doing the same thing now with Biden. I don't like Biden, but it's like all the things that we criticized about what happened with Trump, we're now doing in reverse. And I just don't see that that's I, I, be the I, way Can that I challenge gonna... that notion for a second with you? I want to challenge sure. that notion for a second. What are we doing to Biden that they did to Trump that we defended? I think that most of the things that I've heard are in disagreement on the EOs that he's been signing. Right. So he signed and a lot so, of them. And, and, and I don't agree with the fact that we should have this process of legislation by executive right. order right. the way that he's done it. Right. But I just think that I really feel that we're acting in a similar fashion of the way that we did not. Here's, here's how I see it. it. Here's how I see it. And you tell me if you disagree. I think the main Democratic Party's case against Donald Trump, starting from before he even took office, was that he was a racist and that he was a bigot and that he was a tyrant because of his policies. I happened to, and you may not be, and that's fine, but I happened to agree with probably over 90% of his policies. Um, Actually, I, I agree with a lot of the things that he did do, okay. especially All right. like All right. the Outdoors Act. Okay, so hold on just a sec. So hold on just a sec. So, sure. Joe, so Joe Biden is now president with a majority using executive orders on perhaps the biggest issue he signed in executive order had to do with reversing illegal immigration policy at the southern border. 
stopping and defunding the wall. Now, how do I get a Democrat to the table, as you say, Lance, by trying to convince them that illegal immigration is a problem when they believe and have said that they want to give illegal immigrants benefits, including stimulus checks? How do I what what happens at that table when there is the position that I have and I think a lot of conservatives have, which is illegal immigrants shouldn't be here versus the position the Democrats have, which is to say they can come here. We want to amnestize them and give them education, health care and stimulus. What happens at that table? Because I think last sentence and then I'll let you talk, because I think we've had this debate with them for a. About 20 years. I don't think anything new could be said. You go ahead and tell me how you how you fix that table discussion. You and I agree on the situation at the border. My thought, though, is if there is a piece of that through their conception of they're going to reunite families, even though Trump wasn't trying to tear apart families. There has to be a way that we change the way we address it to at least be able to be more to the middle. We're not getting anywhere with the Democrats the way we're doing it now. And nor were the Democrats getting anywhere with the Republicans and being a united So the country. Trump so the Trump policy the Trump policy on and, 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 yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're I you're mean, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's not the policy. It's we do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. I don't know that that's true. I just, I see, I think that's where we disagree. I don't know that that's true. I don't know what we're doing that's the same over and over again. What has happened, and every study that's looked at ideology shows this, is that there is a greater partisan divide in this country. You're right about that. But it's because the Democrats have moved more left, not because the Republicans have moved more right. There is nothing that I can think of, um, not, 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 not in decisive respects, that Donald Trump's presidency stood for, that Ronald Reagan's presidency didn't stand for. But on the Democratic side, you have avowed socialists running for president and coming in second place. And you have avowed socialists inside the administration. I mean, the party is definitively left of where it used to be. Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden himself has moved pretty far to the left based on the tug of the party. I don't know that if I if I had to guess, Lance, my guess is you're you're concerned about rhetoric, that it's an issue of rhetoric. But. Quite frankly, you know, quite frankly, I, I think we're right and they're wrong. And, and, and I don't know that um, compromising to appease them, to get them at the table, when they do things like not give Americans stimulus because they didn't want it to happen on Donald Trump's watch, when they lie about a virus, when they lie about violence in the streets— when they use Marxist organizations to attack us, I just don't see that we have anything to say at the table. I want to win.
Parts of this show are brought to you by Balance of Nature. I take it every day. I love it. I think it's the most effective whole food supplement on the market. One daily dose gives me tens of thousands of vital nutrients to keep my health up, my energy up, and to boost my immunity. It'll do the same for you as it's done for my friends and family who take it as well. No sugar, no chemicals, no GMOs, all tested for impurities, powerful, potent, all-natural stuff from apples to pineapple, from garlic to cayenne pepper and wheatgrass. And you get it all in vegetarian capsules that are easy to take. And if you don't like swallowing a vegetarian capsule, you can easily uh, pop it open and sprinkle it on food or in drink. It is just when I travel, it's the first thing I put in my suitcase. When I get up in the morning, it's the first thing I take, and I am good to go. They have a great deal. Free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. Give them a call at 800-246-8751 or check them out at balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Mike in Scottsdale, I think, wants to uh, respond to a previous caller. Hi, Mike. Yes, thanks for taking my call. You've done a, a, a fabulous job of putting all this together, and I really appreciate it because I didn't get to hear any of it. So this is really uh, a great thing for me. Oh, thanks. I just, I, I, I'm always unsure about playing. Uh, some shows are more audio-intensive than others, and I'm always unsure because I don't know if – there's no way to know. I don't know if people have heard it all day long or not. I just thought uh, well, when it was powerful enough that it was worth rebroadcasting. That's all. I think it's worth it, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I just wanted to reply to Lance. That your last caller, um, uh, I, I I appreciate where he's coming from, and it's always good to try and meet in the middle and all that stuff. But I don't think he understands that the Democrats don't want to meet in the middle. They want to win by any means possible. And uh, if if you play, it, it, it'd be kind of trying, kind of kind of like trying to. to uh, meet in the middle with a dictator. You can't do it. And because they're going to win. They're they're going to pretend like they're meeting you in the middle and then they're gonna go ahead with their agenda and do what they're gonna do anyway. Can I stop you so, for half a second? Because sure. I'll tell you this thing just keeps playing in my mind over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um I'll tell you what meeting in the middle is. Meeting in the middle is nominating Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. Brett Kavanaugh was a moderate Republican jurist. He employed minorities and women. He donated his time and volunteered his time to coaching women's, young women's basketball. He had an impeccable, moderate, Ivy League, standard Republican resume. Gets nominated to the Supreme Court and they destroy his family. They go after him to destroy his family based on lie after lie after lie. Do you remember Michael Avenatti? Do you remember 60 Minutes airing interviews of people who were claiming abuse from Brett Kavanaugh that were never in the same state with Brett Kavanaugh? Of course. Of course. This is what we're dealing with. This is what you're describing. They are engaged in Thunderdome. Yes. And we're trying to play by Marcus of Queensbury rules, which is fine. But I don't know where you compromise. That was they tell us go with people like Brett Kavanaugh. We give him a Brett Kavanaugh, they destroy him. They it's say like go with people like Mitt Romney. We give him a Mitt Romney. <clears throat> Joe Biden says he's going to put blacks in chains. I mean, yeah, I you know every time we try and do what they tell us to do, they kick us in the teeth. It's like when you play Monopoly with your 
siblings, and they, the oldest one pr- decides that they're going to change the rules in midstream. You just can't play the game when people start changing the rules all the time. It's like, it's like who, who is the guy that, that said um, uh, when, when, we, uh, when they go uh, uh, Well, low, Michelle Obama started this. Yeah, Michelle Obama know, said when the they go low, we go high, and Eric Holder said, Eric Holder, yeah. right, when, when they go low, we kick them. We kick them, and that's what they're doing, yeah. and that's what, exactly what they want to do. And so, so, you know, Lance, if you're listening, it, it, it ain't going to work, buddy. It just ain't well, gonna work. I know. We have tried this. We have really tried it. Um, oh, too, long. too long. Yeah, and so my point, I guess, is because his point, it's not a bad point. No, of course it's His not. point about, you know, us going as scorpions in a bottle ad infinitum isn't getting us anywhere. I, that's not a bad point, but I'll tell you what our point is. Can you hold, Mike? I want to do this on the other side of this break. Stay with me. I see if you sure, agree. We'll sure. be right back. I want to fill out the rest of that point. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Mike, are you still there? No, I'm still here. So we had a caller who was you know, talking about what we could do to compromise, and I'm just thinking about these notions of compromise. Think about the, think about the, um, the stimulus that Nancy Pelosi said we weren't going to take, we weren't going to take, we weren't going to take when Donald Trump was president. So we kept going higher and higher, and she kept refusing those numbers. And then when Donald, when Joe Biden becomes um, the president of the United States, she takes a number lower than we were offering. Mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't have compromised more. We were offering more money than she settled for because, as she said, we have a new administration. That was her justification. So Americans lose because of her partisanship as we're trying to compromise. But the caller's point that, you know, we just go on and on and on fighting and fighting and fighting, I don't quite accept that. I don't quite. And here's why. You tell me if you have a different thought or if I'm wrong. But you look at the exit polls on what Joe Biden voters knew about Joe Biden. We've talked about this before. There's this poll out there that was done by MRC, and it shows somewhere like 30 to 40 percent, depending on the issue, didn't know about the Tara Reid sexual allegations against Joe Biden. 30 to 40 percent didn't know about the Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, you go on and on, and it turns out that if they did know, they said that would have changed their vote. Five, 10 percent of those populations would have changed their vote. That is resultant from the media aiding and abetting the Democratic Party. That's right. Okay? So my job, as I see it, as I see it, is to do everything I can to counter that media blackout, that media bias, to either give another side or mm-hmm. to expose it, so that it's not 30% that didn't know it, but maybe 15%, or maybe 10%, or on a good day, maybe 1% didn't hear of it. Our job is to communicate, my job at least I think, is to communicate what the Democratic media won't in an, I, effort, I, to, in an effort to bolster their, their, their election chances. Yeah, go ahead. Can I elaborate, yeah, yeah. Can I elaborate on that? Please, please. Um, I, exactly what you said I agree with. However, I think your job, in my own eyes, your job is, is um, uh, to do that, yes, but to, uh, even more so to... Um, uh, I don't know the word I want. I'm going to say enable, but that's not the word I want. 
to enable uh, us that are listening. Yeah, right. No, right, we're, right, right, right. To we're, give an army of hundreds of thousands that can communicate it to others yeah. as well. You bet. Well, we're, we're 95% the choir. I mean, really. That's I mean, right. You, you got 5% maybe that are listening that are not the choir, and we're listening that are the choir. So, so for you to, to, to just say the stuff they don't hear, they're probably not going to hear it. So if you tell, if you tell us uh, in a very concise way, Okay, here's a here's a phone number. Call this person. Do that. Go do over here. They're they're doing this today. Go do that next week. They're doing this. Let's do that, and we can actually plan on helping to do what you're. You know, I've so always believed in the '60s ethic of each one reach one, teach one. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, find mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. person and bring them along. That's how I became a conservative. By the way, I grew up a socialist <clears throat> until someone oh, wow. put their arm around me and grabbed my hand and said, "Look here." and held my mm-hmm. hand through conservative thought, which I was never exposed to, ever, never exposed to for the first 19 years of my life. That's how yeah. I got to, to be a conservative. Someone cared enough to, to walk me through it and show me things and tell me things and teach me things. And I'm eternally grateful, obviously, to that person. But what's the power of that? And what's the power of each and every one of you doing the same thing? Just find one person. Just find mm-hmm. one yeah, I, I, I heartily agree. I, I mean, how, agree. Many, I, how many lefties, how many lefties or liberals or Democrats saw the pictures of the detention centers when Donald Trump was president and were revolted by them and never learned that those pictures were taken during the Obama administration? And, and that the Obama administration yeah 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 together. yeah 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 that yeah. it was their policy and then and then when somebody like me goes out and says that they they totally say no that's not true and then they get out their phone look it up on Google and Google's already changed it and so they show me something what that Google says that that's not true because <laughs> it's changed the history of it and changed the definition of it so um it's really difficult. We try. Uh, it's difficult, but we try. We try. Yeah, and yeah. it is that, you know, you can still, you you, you know, I mean, I, I, Google does change some things and they make our lives harder. There's no question. It used to well, make and, our and life easier. It makes our life harder. But we can, we, there are ways to do it. There are ways to say, that, look, there's this time stamp on that picture. And that time stamp is when Barack Obama was president, not Donald Trump. You can do that. For instance, Yesterday, I, I I heard I can't remember who. Oh, it was uh, um, a Seth Gorka show. He was having a discussion with uh, a guy that started a, a new a new thing that's trying to get rid of the cancel culture. It's a well, I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyway, so I looked it up on my phone. I googled it, and I could not yeah, find it. Yeah, they make they, your life. Yeah, I know, I know. Listen, the inevitability of success. The key mode of success, as Oliver Wendell Holmes said, is effort. It's harder to be a conservative, but I think the stakes matter, and it's worth the fight. Thanks for spending some of your week with us, some of your afternoon with us. On this um, 212th birthday of Abraham Lincoln, people say, what's the best thing he ever said? I'll give it to you. And my, by my lights, it is his speech at Lewiston. We'll close the show with, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. 
that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This was the founder's majestic interpretation of the economy of the universe. This was their lofty and wise and noble understanding of the justice of the creator to his creatures. Yes, gentlemen, to all his creatures, to the whole great family of man. In their enlightened belief, Nothing stamped with the divine image and likeness was sent into the world to be trodden on and degraded and embruted by its fellows. They grasped not only the whole race of man then living, but they reached forward and seized upon the farthest posterity. They erected a beacon to guide their children and their children's children and their countless myriads who should inhabit the earth in other ages. Wise statesmen as they were, they knew the tendency of prosperity to breed tyrants And so they established these great self-evident truths that when in the distant future some man, some faction, some interest should set up the doctrine that none but rich men or none but white men were entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, their posterity might look up again to that old declaration of independence and take courage to renew the battle which their fathers began so that truth and justice and mercy and all the humane and Christian virtues might not be extinguished from the land, so that no man would hereafter dare to limit and circumscribe the great principles on which the Temple of Liberty was being built. God bless you, Abraham Lincoln. God bless you all. Class dismissed.